Hello. How are you, Ed? I'm good, John. Thanks. How are you? I'm I'm better now that we've started and we appear to have managed to get <laughs> something something running. But yeah, yeah. So it's always the it's always the last minute technical things and is the volume right and all of that good stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um does he sound a bit loud, people, or is he good? Right. Sounds good. Whisper if I need to. No, I think you're right. <laughs> it's it's hard to tell. Um, Chaz has got his um, special mask on now in, in honour of the rabbit hole. He's wearing the Donnie Darko mask. Donnie Darko mask, okay. Yeah, the Donnie Darko rabbit mask. So, quite scary. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see it, no? Uh, I'd have to look it up, but I can't think of it off the top of my head. Oh, it's scary. It's scary. It's horrible. It's horrible. <laughs> right, um... So, uh, Speaking of scary and horrible, should we commence? Yeah, a couple of housekeeping points. I've been informed oh, yeah. by my Lord and Master, the mighty, the mighty Ben, President of Veridora, etc., um, that the chat will be addressed at the end of the show. We will go through it. We will prioritise anyone who has supported us through either Kofi, pardon me, link on screen or patreon.com forward slash chasing descent or indeed through super chats on youtube so that is you that are you told people that's it so don't go thinking you're going to be chatting with us all through it unless it's with ben because i believe he may be moderating um but we'll address it in the back and anyway i've got an issue with the chat because i can't pop it out now so it's a way over way over there on the the other side, so I wouldn't even be looking at it. So oh, I forgot to take my Halloween things down, but I did remember to take the pumpkin off the screen. So there we go. That's um how we, that's how we stand at the moment. Um, Ed, your wine of the week. What are you drinking tonight? Uh, my wine of the week is one of my favourites. Oh, it's called the Sardine Submarine. The Sardine Submarine. Yeah, the Sardine Submarine. And I actually thought it was the Sardinian Submarine for ages until I actually read the label on the bottle and realised it's actually from Portugal. Oh, um, hey, Portuguese. And it's, yeah, no, it's 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 lovely. It's uh, available in Waitrose, I think. But particularly nice. The Portuguese, are, they're, they're a bit sneaky. They're like the Greeks. They they kind of they keep all the good stuff for themselves and generally just ship all the, the stuff that they don't like. They, they kind of export it. So I have a, I have a, a Pinot Grigio from Italia, twenty twenty two, courtesy of Iceland. <laughs> Iceland, right? Yep, cool. What <laughs> was it? I can walk to Iceland. Well, well, that, not that's not, right, that's... not literally, but I can walk to the shop known as Iceland. Uh, but yeah. Whereas anywhere else, I need a vehicle, and one of the vehicles is under a tarpaulin, trying to dry out, and the other one has been used by the missus. Right. So anyway, cool. so shall we? Shall we begin? Yes. So this week's rabbit hole is Bohemian Grove. Indeed. And some people may have heard of it. There was a very famous video a while back, which we're not going to watch the whole thing, but mm -hmm. I'm sure you can link uh send people the link in chat or stick yeah. it under yeah. the 
under the video in the um, description box. Hold on a minute. Hold on a minute, Ed. Hold on a minute. You're not showing up here for some reason. What's gone wrong? What's gone wrong with Ed? Where are you, Ed? Hold on. I don't mind people. It's there we, we can go. do it without the video. There you go. We've got you now. Cool. Me and me and the fish tank. Uh, well, wait, TV so... fish tank. Oh, in case anyone's wondering about that fish tank, it's actually a very cool screen screensaver called Dream Aquarium. Mm-hmm. And I think if you if you Google Dream Aquarium, it'll come up. I think it's dreamaquarium.com or something like that. Um, and for not a lot of money, I, I think it's sixteen quid a year. Um, you can you yeah. And if you have a big flat screen TV connected to a computer, it's most excellent. Cool. So that's enough plugs. Right, Bohemian Grove. Now, the Bohemian Club, which is this is let's understand this to start with. Bohemian Grove is a place. John, if you could just pop slide four up. Yes, I can do that. I will be with you in a second. Slide four. There you go. Where is that's, it? It's just slightly north of San Francisco. Um, so is it still in California? Grove. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah it's okay. in California. Um, it's in the uh, redwood forests. Um, so if you pop open slide two, you will see that it is a. They even have a website, which is what we'll see. And it's the Bohemian Club is the group that owns Bohemian Grove, mm-hmm. and we kind of we call it Bohemian Grove mainly because of the Alex Jones video. Yeah. But the club itself was, it's a private club founded in 1872. So it's been going for a very long time. Um, Founded in San Francisco, um, obviously in California. Um, And it's an annual summer retreat. Well, the annual summer retreat called Bohemian Grove in the Redwood Forest. So the the grove is the summer retreat and the place. And the club is the, the people who organize it. And it's about seventy-five miles north of uh, San Francisco, as you can see on the can see on the map a minute ago. Yeah, the club's membership consists most uh, mostly of prominent individuals, and by prominent, I mean really prominent. And um, and they come primarily from business, poli- politics, academia, and the arts. Past members have included uh, U.S. presidents, scientists, military leaders, bankers, industrialists, and entertainers. The club and its annual event gained notoriety in the 1980s and 90s due to claims of occult rituals and the secret agenda setting amongst the world's elite. One source of these claims stem from, stems from a clandestine filmed video from 2000 that appears to show a ritual ceremony in front of a large stone owl idol. Moloch. Uh, Is that Moloch? Yeah, I mean, we could we could run that video now if you like. It's probably there my There is an fault. audio feed. Uh... So shall we burn thee once again this night, and flames that keep thine empty, we shall read the sign that next summer sets us free. Which you have bought from regions where fire. So, how much of this do we wish to play? Um, probably because I can't actually hear 
anything, so I've got no idea where it's playing. Well, we've we've um, we've come through to them shouting down the megaphone that the people uh, saying the kind of poem thing, you know. Right. Yeah. Now, just okay. Let's let's leave it there. So people have an idea yeah. of what we're talking about now. Indeed, um, they do. And that. Yeah, and I mean that particular thing is—it's called the cremation of care ceremony, and we'll come back to that in a minute. But we'll just um, so that's essentially what's caused the controversy, um, and the, obviously the Bohemian Club maintains that its events are largely benign bonding and networking opportunities combined with traditional arts activities and entertaining. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that looks, it looks, it looks like a really traditional arts activity and entertainment. You know, guys dressed in sheets, guys dressed in sheets with flaming torches in a wood. Yeah, <laughs> in the middle of the Doing night, incantations. Yeah, in front of a giant statue of an owl that looks distinctly like Moloch. Moloch. I mean, it, it's uh, yeah. Anyway, so. This is just give people a bit of a history. Founded in 1872 by journalists and artists in San Francisco who were inspired by the bohemian artistic communities of Europe, the founders sought to establish a group where like-minded individuals could gather in a spirit of brotherhood to discuss literature, arts, and culture. Within a few years, the membership expanded to include business and businessmen, military officers, and politicians as well. In the late 1800s, the club established the the tradition of an annual summer encampment where members could escape the city for a retreat in nature. So it's basically summer camp for rich people. And that's that's the air that they try and sell it with. Because it's not something that Europeans have, but Americans very much have this tradition of, as kids, of going to summer camp. Yeah. and. It's it's I mean I think it's kind of the American capitalist thing because it means that nobody they don't have to give the parents loads of time off in the summer. Oh yeah, because you don't get a lot of holidays. You don't get a lot of holidays. Um, I mean, I, I think you only get two weeks a year. Yeah, no, it's crazy. Um, but it, it's and to be honest, I mean, I know I have I have American friends who have been to summer camps and they absolutely love them and they've made friends that have been lifelong friends yeah. and they've had some amazing experiences and all of that kind of stuff. Um, but I don't think any of, I don't seem to recall any of them discussing uh, rituals with flaming torches in front of giant owls. So. <laughs> well, um, yeah, but that that's like for the kid version level of summer camps, because I, I don't know if you've got colleges in here as well, but you know, all those secret societies that, that, Come yes. about I mean, uh, it's yeah. Uh, I mean, we're we're gonna we're gonna not necessarily because I mean, some of them like skull and bones. That's a whole rabbit hole in itself. Yeah. Um, but we're gonna we're gonna touch on some of them because there's also a female version of Bohemian Grove. Yeah. Um. So the, the, they held their first event um in various locations around the California wilderness before settling permanently at Bohemian Grove along the Russian River in Sonoma County in 1899. A club headquarters building was constructed there over the years, along with accommodation facilities and entertainment stages. Throughout the 20th century, the Bohemian Club expanded its membership across the American elite, 
um, welcoming U.S. presidents such as Theodore Roosevelt, Herbert Hoover, Dwight Eisenhower, Richard Nixon, and other notable members have included Mark Twain, Henry Ford, Walter Cronkite, Colin Powell, Buzz Aldrin. And so, yeah. Buzz Aldrin. Okay, so if we go to slide five. Buzz Aldrin. That's just. He's a, he's a Mason as well, isn't he? Uh, well, yeah, we know we know Buzz from our UFO rabbit hole. Yeah, yeah. And is there any connection between our... Not UFO I'm, rabbit hole, moon landing yeah, rabbit hole. Maybe I'm jumping ahead Egypt. here. Is there any connection between uh, between masonry and the grove? Not, not that I no. found, not directly, but okay. lots of members of the grove are masons. Are almost all of the club are masons. Right. One, I mean, it could be. <clears throat> who knows? I mean, they're they're secret clubs. Um, that I mean, if you just pop open slide, slides, uh, oh, slide three is an interesting one because mm -hmm. that's one of their mottos: "Weaving spiders come not here." And what does that mean? I have no idea. Weaving spiders <laughs> come not here. It's just a short answer to that. Was this a precursor it's, to it, Google? I.e., don't don't send your search engines here. <laughs> it's yeah. It, it's one of those you. You just come, it, it's just, you, you get loads of different stuff, meanings that just don't seem, it just seems like misdirection. So if anyone in the chat's got any better idea, then let us know. Um, slide five is just what the camp facilities look like. I thought it might be nice to give people an idea of oh, so to be a rich person at a club. This is kind of like... This is one of the shallows. Yeah, I think, and you'll see them yeah. if you watch the um, Alex uh, Alex Jones video, because... He just basically just walked in, and they took up residence in a in it's an empty amazing. chalet. I, I mean, the the there was no security, nothing. He just basically walked in and started swanning about as if they were entitled to be there, and they didn't really get challenged for what at least a day, maybe two. Yeah, it's. I mean, it, it was such a coup, but it also shows you for all of his bluster. Alex Jones has got a serious set of um, brass <laughs> cojones. Knuckles, not knuckles, cojones. Okay. Um, so let's let's continue. Um, now, membership has been predominantly white men, although a few women uh, and African Americans have been allowed to join in recent decades. Mm -hmm. um, so if you go down, in terms of the activities, what they get up to, the cremation and care ceremony that you guys just saw is the most well-known ritual at the two-week Bohemian Grove retreats. Um, and it involves the burning of an effigy by a lakefront altar adorned with a 40-foot concrete owl statue. Club members wearing cloaks and hoods. Yeah, cloaks is generous. Make an opening procession before the ceremonial pyre lighting. An actor impersonating a high priest mm, makes a flowery speech on behalf of a group of the group to discharge their worldly burdens before the festivities. This pyrotechnic this pyrotechnic display allows attendees to shrug off their roles and responsibilities in the outside world and to enjoy a carefree time at Bohemian Grove. Now, the darker side of that mm -hmm. is that it is some kind of occult ritual which essentially absolves the people participating in the ritual of all of the bad stuff that they've done 
over the previous year, which is why it's the cremation of care. It's like oh. throwing all of your cares in the care cup, right? Okay. Kind of thing, and then burning it or flushing it. So it was, and it's there's something uh, kind of them. sinister. Uh, I'm sure. Look, I I'm sure he would. He's such a, <laughs> he's such a little attention seeking. <laughs> unpleasant little Runt. words I can't use on Runt. a YouTube stream without getting you guys into trouble. But suffice it to say, my opinion of Matt Hancock is so low that he would have to work incredibly hard just to disappoint me. <laughs> um, and I bet you if someone asked him to go and join the Bohemian Club, he would be on his knees with his mouth oh, yeah. open before you could say <laughs> BJ. Um, could say, what was on name? What was on name? What was it? No, I'm not. Gina. Gina. I'm trying to, I'm on best behavior. Yes. Right. Carry on, <laughs> carry on, Led. carry on. So it's, but at the same time, the only real knowledge we have of what happens inside that club is what Alex Jones managed to clean. They are, as with all of these things, the security is i mean obviously it wasn't but it is now yeah, yeah extremely tight and um i mean conspiracy theorists and some of the darker stuff that i've read talk about the um devil worship and satanic rituals i'm on slide um, nine just now should i be somewhere else? yep uh no let's go to well if you go to slide seven Mm -hmm. that's an interesting one because that's showing you Ronald Reagan oh, and Richard Nixon. Ronald Reagan with black hair? Who's yeah, a, gives who's you... Guy standing that, up? I'm not entirely sure. I should actually know his name and I meant to look it up, but he I'm being familiar. useless. And he does, but I can't quite place him. Um, but they, they essentially... Uh, one of the, the, the controversial things about it is these late, what they call lakeside talks. Um, and it's where club members have, they, they make speeches um, and they speak privately. There's no group recordings, no transcripts. Um, and they've had, I mean, past speakers have included George H.W. Bush, Dick Cheney, George W. Bush, Henry Kissinger, Mitt Romney, Walter Cronkite, people like that. Um, and there are all sorts of rumors that that's where a lot of real plotting and agenda setting happens among the global elite. It all looks very um, happy, doesn't to, it? They're all lounging about on the grass and sitting on rocks and yeah. things. Yeah, that's slide eight that you're looking at. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, and I mean, that one looks like it's it's probably from 50s or 60s, judging by the, yeah. the, the character and the cut of the trousers and stuff. Um. And it's it, it, the whole thing. If you if you click on slide ten, yep. that shows you. It's very difficult. I, I really struggled to actually find any kind of decent quality close up picture of um, the Moloch statue, mm. the owl. Yeah, but, but it's clearly been there for a very long time. So whatever they've been doing that involves that owl. They've been doing it for a while. Mm -hmm. okay. um, now, the where are we? We've done that bit. Yeah, so the 
I mean, they do all sorts of, they have um, supposedly concerts, mainstream entertainment, lectures, plays, comedy shows. Very, it's it's billed as a kind of arty-farty, like you said, sort of hippie, mm-hmm. um, San Francisco-y type. If you're going to San Francisco, don't forget to wear flowers in your hair and all yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah. But one has to remember that San Francisco, whilst being the 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 heart of the hippie movement also has a much darker side and some of the some of the serious um like satanic covens and the just that occult side of things is also centered around that part of the world so, so I, it makes you wonder how gone well i see you've got you know the the slide of the owl shrine you've got Moloch or Minerva. So is it is it is there one name or the other, or is it interchangeable? Well, the, the officially, it's Minerva. I th- let me just check that. Um, just give, bear with me one moment. Do a bit of quick on the fly research. Meanwhile, people, if you're enjoying this show and um, possibly others of this ilk, it would be very advantageous to us if you would like, subscribe and share. Um, Go out, evangelise, tell people about us. Uh, If you really want to go that extra hog, you can always drop us a donation. Details on screen. Cool. Right, That's that's the little advert break. Okay, so Moloch and Minerva. Mm-hmm. Moloch is a pagan god associated with child sacrifices in the Bible. He was worshipped by some ancient Ammonite and Canaanite cultures, Ooh. or Canaanite, yeah. Canaanite. Anyway, yeah, the name Moloch is derived from the word Melech, meaning king, and I don't know if I'm pronouncing those right. Minerva is a Roman goddess of wisdom, medicine, commerce, handicraft, poetry, and magic. She is the equivalent of the Greek goddess Athena. All right. Moloch was seen as so we've got two, we've got Moloch and Minerva, they're basically opposites. Yeah. Completely. So Minerva is what the club says it is, and Moloch is what well, it really what, is. What the what well I, we can't say what it really is. Yeah, it's we Moloch. do we do have to we do we <laughs> we do try and do the balance of yeah, the stock yeah, You're know, the balance, I'm the unbalanced one. <laughs> no, it's great the the white the white files has hecklefish and I've got John. Yeah. <laughs> Moloch. Listen, people. Uh, it, uh, so yeah, Moloch was seen as a destructive god that demanded sacrifice, while while Minerva was a nurturing goddess who brought civilization. Yeah, worship of Moloch is mentioned several times in the Old Testament, where child sacrifice was practiced in his name by pagan cultures. The practice was condemned in Judaism and Christianity. Minerva was one of the most important and revered goddesses in Roman mythology. She was part of the Capit Christ. Pitaline, I think, triad, along with Jupiter and Juno. Temples dedicated to Minerva were present in many Roman cities. She was associated with the arts, education, and commerce. The festivals like, oh, God, these names. Quinquateria, I think, yeah. Quinquateria involved artistic competitions. 
whereas Moloch represents raw destructive power, Minerva represents wisdom, creative, creativity, and strategy. She embodies the more positive traits associated with civilization and progress. The contrast between these two ancient deities from different cultures highlights the differences between violence and domination and knowledge and creation as divine attributes. So, that was a bit of a... That's... Uh, where are we? Uh, yeah, so the Al Shrine video, which we just watched, mm-hmm. um, which in was 2000, um, and Alex Jones covertly filmed inside Bohemian Grove and captured footage of the cremation and care ceremony. This this video introduced much of the world to the, ri- the rituals of Bohemian Grove for the first time, leading many to speculate about their occult significance. The most striking element is the 25-foot stone owl shrine where the cremation of care occurs. Jones claimed his owl represented this owl represented the winged creature Moloch, which is associated with ritual sacrifice in the Bible. He believed the cremation of care was a satanic ritual based around sacrificing a human effigy to please this pagan idol. Other theorists have linked the owl statue to the Greek goddess Athena or to the Greek Egyptian god Osiris and the Mesoamerican legends of the feathered serpent god Quetzalcoatl. Could you scooch scooch slightly back to your left? You're kind of taking yourself off screen. Thanks. Oh, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I was leaning. Yeah, Yeah. my chair. I think, hang on a minute. My my armrest is a little bit lower than it is normally. Um, However, the club maintains the owl is simply intended as an artistic symbol of wisdom and not tied to any sinister occult meaning. The cremation of care ceremony is merely a traditional way of leaving your worldly cares behind, according to club members. It's that thing about leaving worldly cares behind. Yeah, mm. that's a bit sus, isn't it? That's like a, um, it's like absolution for your past sins, you know, isn't it? And uh, yeah, I mean, the thing is, ultimately, we also have Occam's razor, and I don't know how many people know Occam's razor. Mm-hmm. And it simply was uh, William of Ockham, and I can't remember what year it was, but Ockham's razor s- says that the simplest us- explanation is usually the correct one. Yeah. So on the one hand, we have what the club says, and it's all just art- artists and powerful people getting together at this club. Um, and it's very difficult to get inside these places. Um, the, I mean, the secrecy of the lakeside talks, elaborate costumes, the rituals. It people like us are going to ask questions mm-hmm. about these things. I mean, it's understandable. Alex Jones's video caused an absolute stir, and this was back yeah. in the days where the inf- internet was in its infancy, and a lot of what um, Alex was doing was uh, videos and DVDs and. Like there was bits of video online, but I mean, I think 2000 is even before YouTube. Yeah, memory serves. Yeah, I can't yeah. remember what year YouTube came out. Yeah, and you can see the qual- um, the quality of the video is appalling. You know, it's obviously shot on pretty uh, probably on a camcorder or something like that. You know. Yeah, guaranteed. Um, and. Yes, there's the thing is that the club would have us believe that it's all just wealthy men behaving strangely on a retreat and 
they're just getting drunk and <laughs> getting rid of their cares in front of a big owl statue and all that kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I mean, a lot of these secret societies do have weird, like rituals and stuff. We have secret handshakes. We have different symbols. We have different words that they use. Um, and it always seems to be the super rich. It's like a lot of these places are invite only. Yeah. Like Davos as well. Yeah, don't, the same kind of thing. Yeah. Isn't it? I mean, it's like people like you and me, and I'm sure our audience okay. don't get invited to these places. And I mean, not, not that we'd go even if we were invited, but they, they attract a very specific type of people. Now, one of the things that I thought, which, it was one of the it, it actually came up on my radar a while ago um i think it was in 2018 actually no it can't have been i think it was two thousand. it was early in that 2004 but there was a story about camp staff who was suing the bohemian club mm-hmm. for not paying them wages properly and stuff like that so for this um presentation i thought Let's see what we can find about um, the Bohemian Club staff yeah. issue. So if you go to slide 11, yep. that's just one of the, the headlines. And so in 2000, eight former camp valets sued the Bohemian Club for five million in damages for being secretly videotaped, changing clothes by hidden cameras. They claimed it was done to provide club members with voyeuristic entertainment, and the club settled the case in 2005. Um, the same valets were, they also... It's a bit naughty. Uh, yeah, and, and I mean, there was also, there's rumours of weird rituals and stuff being kind of really demeaned and having to, it's like making the change dirty underwear or dirty sheets at three o'clock in the morning, that, that kind of, um, mm. not the sort of thing that you would necessarily want to be doing for a job. And then in 2004, we had a former chef at the club sued for wrongful termination, claiming he was fired for refusing to discriminate discriminate against female and minority employees. He said he was told to specifically exclude hiring blacks or Mexicans in kitchen roles. The case was settled out of court in 2006. In 2018, two former camp maintenance employees filed lawsuits alleging racial discrimination and mistreatment, including derogatory nicknames used by management and unsafe working conditions leading to injuries. One case was dismissed while the other was settled privately in 2020. In general, critics have accused the club of not reflecting its social liberal ideals in the way lower-class service workers are treated at the Bohemian Grove encampment. Lawsuits have aimed to shed a light on a culture of racial bias and exploitation of labour, according to plaintiffs. The club has challenged the lawsuits, but also moved to improve hiring diversity in recent years. Notice they say hiring diversity and not um, like quality of employment. Yeah. Um, so, but again, it, you can't, a lot of it's difficult to substantiate because one of the things that I found in the research is that the former, like the camp members who sue, when they do sue, and if the camp settles, they basically have to sign non non-dis- disclosures. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
And the other thing that they say is that the, the camp actually denies employing some people completely right. because it's all done under the table. So they don't register and they, they obviously don't pay employment taxes and all that kind of stuff. Right. And then if, if something happens and, and there's a complaint with the employee, they just turn around and say, oh, no, we don't know who this person is. They never worked for us. And this, I mean, to me, it says a lot. It really does. Uh, you, you kind of... Um, well, it's quite, worrying as stories. Well. it's quite worrying as well because, I mean, and call me, call me cynical and and um, and... Well, I don't know what else you would call me. But well, we already know you're cynical. Yeah, I don't but, need to call you cynical. You're like Mr. Cynical. But if you're, if you're a Mr. Man, you would be Mr. Cynical. If, if you're employing people that you have no record of, if they see something they shouldn't, then it wouldn't be that hard for them to disappear. Exactly. And it's the, there's just a weirdness. I mean, okay, you can have a summer camp, you can have talks, it's, mm. it, but this is like, um, because I mean, we all know about, well, most of the people listening have probably heard the name Bilderberg before. Yeah. And I mean, even the Trilateral Commission is is kind of an offshoot of Bilderberg because David Rockefeller wanted to bring, he wanted to bring Asians into Bilderberg and the, the Bilderberg, the Bilderberg members wanted to keep it, the, the Europeans and the Americans. Um, and so, Rockefeller set up the Trilateral Commission. What about the Council uh, which, for Foreign Relations? Is that that's different? The, that's well, different. the Council for the, the Council the Council on Foreign Relations is it's like the the uh, Royal Institute for International Affairs, um, which is that's a whole. I mean, there's there's a massive rabbit hole those yeah, two because yeah. the the Royal Institute the Royal Institute for International Affairs is also known as Chatham House. Mm. Which is where the famous Chatham House rule comes Keith, from. Now, Keith, Keith was talking there today. Um, well, yeah, I mean, all of these gatherings, I'm sure it applies in the Bohemian Grove, it applies to Bilderberg, it applies in at the WF Bags meeting um, mm. in Davos. And uh, but of all of those, the, the little WF weasels, they're all, I mean, they're like, the janitorial staff compared to the Bilderbergers. Yeah. Um, and I suspect that people are groomed in Davos and then they, they kind of progress from there to some of these yeah. other secret societies. But one thing that all of these different groups and meetings and people share is that their meetings and stuff operate under what's called Chatham House rules. And you'll see it in business as well. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've yeah. been... I've had to do work with clients and we've, we've done gatherings and stuff and, and they make a point of saying this is all being done under Chatham house rules and Chatham house rules state that you can, you can talk about what happened in a meeting, but you're not allowed to, to reference anybody who said anything. So you can't say, Oh, Bill Gates said we should um, do X, Y, Z. Um, you could say, it was. It we were talking about maybe doing yeah. X, Y, Z. It was suggested that maybe we could do such and such. Yeah, yeah. Um, but not by whom? From the royal. <laughs> well, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and so that's that's all. That's the Royal Institute for International Affairs because that's based at Chatham House. Yeah. And the Council on Foreign Relations comes from that, 
And all of these things actually stem back to Cecil Rhodes. So perhaps one of our future rabbit holes should actually be about Cecil Rhodes. Perhaps it um, Because it, it was his, I mean, he died in his 30s and his will. I mean, bear in mind that Cecil Rhodes started, um, in, well, Zimbabwe before it. Um, it used to be called Rhodesia. Rhodesia. Yeah. Well, there was no Northern Rhodesia and Southern Rhodesia. Yep. Northern Rhodesia became Zambia, and Southern Rhodesia became Zimbabwe. Ian Smith and all that. Um, but well. he also, yep. I mean, he founded De Beers, the <clears throat> diamond yep. producer, and uh-huh. also Anglo-American, okay. which is one of the world's l- largest diamond. Anyway, Rhodes left his will. He didn't have any kids or anything else. Yeah. And he actually left his will. His executor was um, Alfred Milner. And Rhodes, Rhodes's whole will was basically dedicated. Dedicated, yeah. Where, where um, have I heard Milner that group. name? Right. Okay. Milner Group. Yeah. Which who and they 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 there's a lot of shenanigans that they started. Some claim that they actually engineered World War One. Yeah. And we're going yeah. down a whole nother rabbit hole here. So I'm going to cut yeah. this cut okay. this a little bit short. But we'll well we'll I tell you what. Let's do this for the next one. Let's do Cecil Rhodes. Okay. Next time because it's fascinating because he's tied up to so much because Rhodes actually left his, um, he dedicated his will and there was 14 volumes of it. He had so much money. He didn't just leave a couple of sheets of paper. It was like 14 another, books of another, what he wanted done with his money. Another Carnegie. Uh, oh no. Uh, Rhodes actually makes a lot of those other, he was, he was, like five robber barons all rolled into oh one because Carnegie did railways yeah, and uh, Rockefeller did oil. Mm-hmm. Um, but Rhodes was Southern Africa. Much. Yeah, okay. um, and he, but he left his, his will was dedicated to bringing the United States back into the British empire. And a lot of what happened relating to world war one and world war two and stuff that's happened since you could actually see his fulfillment of that. Which is creepy, but let's put that on the list for next one. Yeah, I was actually going to think about doing Jill Dando next time because someone asked me about that. But um, I think Cecil Rhodes might be a bit more interesting. Yeah. Anyway, Jill, let's get yeah, back to yeah, the let's current back, rabbit hole. Get back on track. <laughs> back to the grove. This is the problem with rabbit holes: you can you go up, you go down one rabbit hole, and suddenly you just <laughs> get off pops down up. some completely different one. <laughs> yeah. um, but that was basically. I mean, it was. It, it, it was kind of apropos because we're we're sort of at the end of the the Bohemian Grove mm-hmm. part of this, and there's not as with these secret societies, we're not members, we've got no inside knowledge. So the only thing we can really do is speculate, and yeah. I'm prepared to speculate with stuff that's rational and to touch upon the stuff that's that's more esoteric and we don't really know about. But I'm not going to do an Alex Jones and start trying to no. claim that these people are Satanists doing all kinds of stuff. <laughs> lizard people! Even though I think some of them are lizard people. Uh, just yeah, okay. Absolutely. Maybe we could get, we need to try and get a hecklefish on the show. <laughs> it's like, we don't, it's like, no, we don't want to interview AJ. We want to interview we Hecklefish. hecklefish yeah. <laughs> hey, AJ, can we interview Hecklefish? <laughs> oh, that would actually be awesome. Now, yeah. If you go that probably to won't, slide that probably won't 12. happen after I <laughs> I made that short slagging the show for getting it wrong. <laughs> anyway, right, slide what? Um slide twelve. 
Slide 12. Because there is actually a female version of Bohem, the Bohemian Club called Belizean Grove. Now, it's not as big. It's restricted to 150 members. And it's not as old because it was only founded in 1999. And where are um, it? It was is... also founded in San Francisco. All oh, right, okay. Um, as a private club for elite women to, leaders to forge bonds and address issues specific to women in high positions. It was modelled after the Bohemian Club as a way for women to also have their own summer retreat free from men. Um, the founder, Susan Stoutberg, was one of the first female members of the Bohemian Club, starting in 1993. She wanted to create a similar space for professional women to relax and be themselves. Um, yeah. <laughs> and I was just thinking about Hillary Clinton relaxing and being yeah. herself, but let's not go there because I'm really not feeling suicidal. <laughs> um, the name Belizean Grove was chosen Still to evoke way. an outdoor wooded area like the Bohemian Grove. Membership is by invitation only and consists of influential women in business, politics, art, academia, and more. Notable members have included U.S. Supreme Court Justices Sandra Day O'Connor and Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Oh, Diplomat Condoleezza Rice, filmmaker Nora Ephron, and former Yahoo CEO Marissa Meyer. Uh -huh. <laughs> also known as the woman who torpedoed Yahoo in the face. Yeah. Um, the maximum membership is restricted to 150 women, as I said a minute ago. They host a three-day annual retreat in mid-May at various locations. So it's a lot shorter. The Bohemian yeah. Grove is two weeks um, and it's always in the same place, whereas this one is three days, and it's like it's just a girl. It's a girls' weekend. That's yeah, they, it's it's, it's basically a, a, a but it's it's a girls' weekend for super rich girls yeah. who yeah. essentially take over high end resorts in yeah. what well, San Diego, Santa Barbara, and Puerto yeah, Vallarta, in Mexico. It, it's a pale imitation the of the real thing. <laughs> Um, yeah, but whatever. Let's face it, they've got to get back, you know, to get the washing and all that done before the guys get back from the oh, <laughs> uh, Christ. <laughs> well, yeah, okay, well, the ladies, if you if you need to, like, unload on John in the chat, then do feel free, because that was a little bit, what are you, oh, some sort of sexist, misogynist dinosaur? No. Yeah, well, yeah, probably. <laughs> Who cares? Uh, let's face it, these women haven't seen the inside of a dishwasher, never mind a sink for a long time. These people have servants to do everything for them. Yeah, um, but I mean, it's it's the usual, oh, it's just cultural activities, yoga, hiking, blah, blah, blah. Um, yeah. There's no, I mean, from what I could find, there's there's nothing... Like uh, rituals in front yeah. of large owl statues. I mean, the B Belizean Grove seems to be much more, it, it's almost like a Bilderbergy sort of, it, it's like a, a cross between Bilderberg and Sex in the City. It, it reminds me, <laughs> did, you, did you ever watch, um, did you ever watch any of the old Hammer horror movies or read any Dennis Wheatley books or anything like that? No. Not really my thing. It, it kind of reminds me of like Ride with the Devil, you know, where they they were taking the the guy was going to get indoctrinated into the 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 cult, 
and they were they were trying to they were going through the woods at night and things like that to try and break him out of this this cult. Mm -hmm. So Bohemian Grove kind of strikes me as that kind of ambiance about it, yeah. where they're 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 indict, you know they're they're either going to sacrifice people or they're they're indict indicting them. What would you call it? Um, you know, bringing them into the club, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, what's the word? Inducting. Mm, mm -hmm. That's that my memory. Um, when I think it's either the alcohol or age. <laughs> No, I was trying. Yeah. To, I was thinking that if I kept the alcohol consumption up, it would kill off the less able brain cells, thus giving the other ones a good chance. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't think yeah, it's working. Yeah. <laughs> no, but it makes things more fun. That's what I think. Yeah, yeah. It's. it's I mean, honestly, with Clown World, we we have to we have to have things that amuse us. Oh, and my God, things mate. that amuse me are drinking, drinking wine, smoking more than I should, and. Um, replacing Rishi Sunak's head with Roland Rat at every <laughs> single possible opportunity. Yeah, yeah. Um, and also, Rat fans, watch out on Twitter after the show because just as we were coming on, um, I saw a picture of Rishi do it with um, Elon Musk. Oh, yeah. And, and Kamala Harris. Yeah. Did you see him with Kamala uh, no, Harris? That one's, oh, no, they're, they're, Rishi's team is getting more sneaky because they've started putting putting him in front of other people and and when i do the the roland head i have to photoshop bits of the real rishi head out of the the, the original picture it's actually quite fun if i'm saying it's one of the reasons i like doing it but when they put people there it's much more difficult because you right. you have to you end up extending people's faces over and stuff it gets a bit weird Anyway, back to the back okay. to the show because I keep going off on tangents. I'm afraid. It's weird. Um, putting right head. It, I mean, to be put, honest, putting right head on your prime minister, and it's now getting weird. You think? <laughs> but it's not as weird as putting Beaker from the uh, from the Muppets head on the leader of His Majesty's leader of loyal the opposition, opposition or whatever the hell Keir yeah. Starmer is called. Um, anyway, we're actually nearly at the end of the of the Bohemian Grove bit. I thought I would touch on um, a few of the other yeah, secret societies. We have, um, let's go with, obviously, Skull and Bones, which is slide 13. You can oh. see it's called The Crypt. Wrong one, right. Skull and, and, Skull and yep. Bones is, is, is an interesting one because Skull and Bones has had yep. members who have been was it Yale or Both, Harvard? Yeah, it's, it's Yale. 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 And, and I mean, it's George Bush, John Kerry. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Skull and Bones is so powerful that they've actually had members who were on both the Democrat and Republican tickets in the same election. So they've had Skull and Bones members running against each other. Yeah. In well, it doesn't US matter. It's, it's, all a, it's the same. It's the same back home and 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 blighty, isn't it? I mean, they all went to the same universities. Tony Blair went to the same uni as. Oh, who was he running against? I can't even remember. Um, but you know, they, they all they, they all know each other. It's all a big club. It's just a mm -hmm. it's just a game. Well, I mean, there are similarities between Skull and Bones and uh, Bohemian Grove. I mean, they're both yeah. Very old male only elite club shrouded in secrecy, mm -hmm. and Skull and Bones was founded in, at Yale in 1832, so it's very old. Um, they both hold annual ceremonial rituals. In the case of Skull and Bones, it's on Deer Island, which is near Yale, so what, what and was... it involves also involves 
gone. What was Skull and Bones formed for then? Was is it is it just like um, I mean, these days you would have like the the theatre club or the <laughs> or the photography. Well, club. no, it's a fraternity. It's it's something oh, you don't have in. Yeah, we don't have that kind of. Yeah, thing, no, it's, it's 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 a fraternity which right. um, it's not a Greek students it's not recognise. A, it's not a Greek letter fraternity. No, you know, like a fake um, cap. No, I or, think the skull and bone symbol is actually skull and bones. Yeah, yeah. Um, but they have these weird esoteric rituals. I mean, some of the some of the the stories that come out of skull and bones are really pretty disgusting. Um, I mean, they burn effigies, all of that kind of thing. They both have prominent members. I wouldn't be surprised if bonesmen, as they are called, also go to Bohemian Grove. Yeah. Um, there's also a female equivalent called Scroll and Key, which is also at Yale. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not to be confused with Bones and Scroll, which is Yale's oldest, uh, second oldest senior society. So there's right um, Skull and Bones, Scroll and Key. Yeah. Scro- yeah and then and there's Bones and Scroll. Bones and Scroll. <laughs> Is Bones and yeah. Scroll unisex <laughs> or is it bisexual? Uh, bisexual? <laughs> I didn't. I didn't think to look that. Oh one up. my god! I you should have. Be... I mean, that, that's the first uh, question that Hecklefish is going to ask. Oh no! Hang on. Uh, no, <laughs> Bones copied Bones. Oh, hang on a minute. Gollum Bones. <laughs> That scroll and key building looks awfully like a, a pagoda no, that was I think on us. A... Scroll is for men, right? I'm on. I'm on slide fifteen. I'm looking at a scroll and key, which is a women's version of skull and bones, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, I'm looking at that and thinking that pavilion looks very similar to one that would be coloured blue and white on a certain island. Yep, I had that thought too. Yes, there is, and and there's something about the arches, and yeah. all the, there's all there's all symbolism. I mean, if you look on the the um, I don't know what it's called at the bottom, just above the the, the balustrade bush thing, balustrade, something balustrade. Yeah. I mean, that has some some mm-hmm. weird star like yeah. sort of symbols, almost on like star forts. They they look a bit like, and they're star along forts. the roof, actually along the roof as well. Mm-hmm. And then, an would, then they seem to be punctuated by small kind of penises that divide them up. Uh, you're trying, look, <laughs> you were the one that said we've got to keep it clean and we've got oh, to not get ourselves. I, I'm using the like, proper medical term. <laughs> well, you had to go there. Okay, the, there's some to go there. there's some stone phallic yeah. symbols across the top of and it. There are, there, yeah, and and there's phallic symbols on the balustrade as well. Mm-hmm. And Indeed, actually, when you if you start looking for phallic symbols, oh, if you God, look they're everywhere underneath <laughs> each, <laughs> they're freaking uh, everywhere. But we also have okay, like swift change of subject. So let's go to um, uh, yeah, slide sixteen because there's the the Cecile Club in uh, no Cicla. Oh, I, I also help translate. Yeah, whatever. When you're speaking French, is, when you're speaking French, always give up the the word towards the end of it. So you see the see the last letter, never pronounce it. So just go. Cicle. 
<laughs> you just right. give up, give up on everything, you know, like, <laughs> monsieur. <laughs> um, anyway, so that one was established in 1944, and it's a highly secretive club made up of top French CEOs, politicians, financiers, aristocrats, um, and its membership is estimated to be around 500 influential power brokers. Well, they're having a seance. Uh, yeah, they do a bit. Well, that's just one of the more esoteric pictures I found for it. Okay. I mean, the way that the way that that the French one is portrayed mm-hmm. is basically a secret dinner club. Oh, I've moved on. I've, um, I've inadvertently moved. A secret dinner club. I mean, we've we've got some that I don't have slides for. A There's the, an Australian club. one called. Yeah, well, that was kind of when I was looking through all of the different pictures, and I mean, I I didn't really have time to go into it in masses of detail, but all of the pictures and stuff that I was looking at just seemed to portray it as a secret dinner club. So, so like they have a this just takes you back to your childhood. Basically, you go in, you sit down, and you get your dinner served to you, and you go, "Where's the menu?" and you go, "There's your dinner." If you don't eat it, you're not getting it. <laughs> oh, dear. Is, is that a secret dinner club? <laughs> you don't eat your meat, you can't have any pudding. Um, anyway, and if you don't Australian eat it, one. you'll get it for your breakfast. <laughs> I'm not made of money. <laughs> oh, dear. Um yeah, so Australia has one called The Family, which is a prominent oh, group of Australians. Dodgy. <laughs> that's, that's, that's really dodgy, though. That's like, oh, hey, we keep it in the family. Well, do you know? Yes, um, okay. I'm sure you do. Is that why you've got six fingers and toes? <laughs> but it's, I mean, it, that one is very, it's just conservative causes and they, they kind of, Want to try and turn Australia into America, and oh, it's halfway the there. It comes from, but it it doesn't seem like it's got it. It doesn't have the same power yeah. and influence as something like the Bohemian Grove. See, and, I quite, um, I quite like Australia. I used to, and stuff. I, I used to like Australia, right? I've been. I mean, have you been to Australia, Ed? Uh, no, no. I, I I quite liked Australia. I went to Australia and. and there's a lot to like about it, but there are a couple of things that put me off. One, it's, it is halfway house between the UK and America, right? So it's halfway. It doesn't quite know what it wants to be. The other thing that puts me really off it is everybody talks as if they're asking you a question all the time. <laughs> they can't, they, uh, they yeah, can't. now they want to be the world's... Sorry? No, I was just thinking during uh, during the you know what they yeah. tried to turn the place into the, the world's largest prison island. Well, yeah, them, the them, actually, them and New Zealand, yeah. Yeah, well, Max Egan coined the term Alcatralia, which <laughs> yeah, that's quite apt. It was, it was, it was, it was pretty apt for a while. So oh, there's another rabbit hole, um, Max Egan. <laughs> he could do a rabbit hole on him. <laughs> Max, I. It, I I think Max is awesome. Max is Max is like a guru. He, he's he's like um. He's like, he's like a guru. A guru. <laughs> yeah, he's like he's like a guru. It doesn't have a freaking clue about anything. <laughs> no, that's not true. No, 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 that's not true. Max, oh come Max on! Is... He's he's a bit off the wall, 
Right? He has a bat off the wall. And he's always been a bit off the wall. Yeah. But yeah. in amongst his... The thing I like about Max is his fighting spirit. <laughs> and, yeah. well, he's got a good... His, the thing about... I just I just like Max. I I, I I have time for Max. I mean, yeah. he's... I, I'm, hey, I'm not dissing Max. I mean, I've, I've listened to Max. And I, he, he is great to fall asleep to because he's got that kind of melodious voice that just lulls you off into, you know, into the land of dreams. But, yeah, um, yeah, I mean, he's all right. He's all right. He's just... Um, he's a, he is a wee bit off the wall without being full-blown oh, no, Alex but... Jones. I mean, you... I like I like the ones that are off the wall yeah. because the ones that aren't are all, apart from being boring, they're also the ones that are trying to lock us down and turn society into a dystopian nightmare. <laughs> yeah, and we need we well, need like, to, like, I mean, to like think... Elon Musk. Elon Musk, he's just like he must be one of the most boring men ever. Really, I mean, all he wants to do is. Is, is is talk shite on Twitter, launch Starlink satellites, and then show us pictures of oh, did you see the picture? Did you see the picture of um, Curiosity on on Devon Island with a fly on uh, it? With a fly on it. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't we do that one in our? Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. Yeah, Devon Island. Yeah. Devon Island, Canada. That's where that's where um, Curiosity rover is. <laughs> <laughs> so last but not least well actually last and very much least we have Lingdon. the english version which is oh i see some these... well kent faces there <clears throat> yeah the bullingdon club which yeah. is uh founded in 1780 at oxford university and it's an exclusive all-male dining club known for its lavish banquets and rowdy behavior Notable past members include former Prime Ministers Boris Johnson and David Cameron. And the, um, the uh, I don't know if people know about the rumour about David Cameron having his you-know-what. Oh, with, a, well, he, the, the, they had a dark, um, what is it called? A black? Yeah, supposedly. What's that, bla- what is... that called? Black, um, what was that series called? Black Mirror. They did a Black Mirror on it. Yeah. <laughs> Do you not did, did you not see that one? Well the Prime No, I haven't. Right, so I, the Prime I, Minister no, I haven't watched Black Mirror yet. The Prime Minister, who was obviously David Cameron, right? I mean this guy was the ringer for him. So the Prime Minister daughter gets um kidnapped. And the guy's uh, the guy's the guy says he will release her unharmed if David Cameron has sexual relations on TV with a pig. <laughs> well, they don't call him David Cameron. And basically, basically he does it. But the, the twist, well, do you want the twist or are you going to watch it? No, I'm going to watch it. Right, don't, okay. don't give me the twist. the twist. I'm not giving you the twist. Um, but yeah, so that was, no, don't, no, don't start. Oh. There is a twist. Um, so uh, who else, is there? Uh, yeah, there's Boris there at the front. Oh, they look so serious. So, but I mean, the Bullingdon Club is—it's it, mainly noted for uh, getting drunk and 
being really unpleasant mm-hmm. and they've smashed up restaurants yeah. and yeah. stuff like that. No, but I yeah. suspect that in amongst the, there's a sinister something to it that I, I they've, it's just a boys dinner club or something. I don't know, but I don't trust them. No, I don't trust them. <laughs> it's the simple, it, it's the simple thing. And if you look at the sort of people, I mean, it's the, it's the old boys network. Oh yeah, and, I mean, Rishi Sunak is not. Uh, I don't think Sunak was ever in the Bullingdon Club. No, um, no, he was too short. They <laughs> <laughs> thought he was a pri- he was a primary school guy that sneaked in. <laughs> oh dear. Um, yeah, it, I wouldn't surprise me. I don't know. I mean, uh, it's uh, yeah. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> I just, I'm, I'm just so. I, every time I look at the prime minister now, all I see is Roland Rat. Actually, I don't. What I'm looking at when I see Rishi Sunak, particularly pictures, is I'm photoshopping Roland Rat onto him in my head. <laughs> um. So, right, that was it as far as Bohemian Grove goes. Um. So is that Cecil Rhodes on the what's next slide? Yeah, well, obviously that's the one without my, my, the breasts. <laughs> yeah, my two, um, my two choices were Cecil Rhodes, Jill Dando. So why don't we make that the vote? Yeah, for yeah, okay. The channel and people can subscribe to Chasing Descent's YouTube channel, and then you'll be able to vote for the next episode. Okay, people off the interwebs. And either of those two is very interesting. I shall put um, I shall put a poll up for the next couple of days. And you get the chance to vote. It will either be Jill Dando or Cecil Rhodes. Um, Cecil Rhodes. Jill Dando's going to be... Doesn't, there's quite a lot known about the Jill Dando thing. Well, is there? Well, maybe not. I mean, there's been, there have been documentaries. I'm, maybe I, the thing with Jill not. Dando is there's a lot of noise. There's a lot of people with a lot of theories. Mm-hmm. And I personally... I'm I veer towards the oh, the don't, don't. darker end of the rabbit hole, oh, the the oh, sort no. of the pizza end of the rabbit hole. Put it that way. Okay. Um, okay. And I think because there's not generally speaking, there are not that many things that one could know. I mean, this whole Patsy. I mean, the guy, this oh, yeah, Barry yeah, yeah. George or whatever yeah. his name was. Yeah. I mean, he had he has a the guy. The guy might as well have had a T-shirt with. Patsy written on it. Yeah, <laughs> Come on. I mean, it's like, yeah, I mean, what, it's like what, London's, what, London's what, answer to Lee Harvey Oswald. Let's not go into it. Let's not go into it. Let's wait for the right no. rule. To, yeah, to make well, let's decision. see. But either of them, and I mean, Cecil Rhodes, most people may not even, there's potentially people. Yeah, I don't know much about Cecil Rhodes. Slash listening that have never heard the name Cecil yeah. Rhodes before. But so, that um, man is still influencing yeah. What's going on in this world? So, are you available next Thursday? Um, I well, yeah, I'm available for extra carrots, but I'll need a couple of weeks to do. Oh yeah, well, out. we'll do extra carrots on Thursday. I'll come up with a subject, but very short notice, and then I'll lead that, that was one fun through. Last week, by the way. Yep, and then we'll do extra carrots. No, it, it, it was nice. Yep, cool. and then so you've got two weeks to get your Cecil Woods or 
or Jill done. Um, right, let's have a look at the let's have a quick look at the chat. How long have we got? Well, we're just over the hour, so that's not bad. Well, no, I mean we can we can keep going for a bit if there's some interesting questions or people look. have some comments or uh, anything that I got wrong. Plug tomorrow's or... show. Yes, we have a show tomorrow night called All In that we begins at nine o'clock. It's usually a bit wild. Um, although, let's face it, none of our shows are dull. Well, I don't think they're dull. In fact, you, know, you guys are never dull. Yeah. Right. You're never uh, dull. No. Bloody hell. Let's see. Going through the chat. I don't know what that was about. Gentle stretching help, surely, me? Hmm. Sounds interesting. <laughs> uh, somebody's got a creaky back. Bum, 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 bum. Hobbling around the village. Where are we? There's no, there's no super chats. There's no dust. There's no um, what would you call it? Oh. Uh, coffee donations around. So just a quick scan through the chat. That looks fairly straightforward. Something about a young Joe Biden that could have been. He has been in the Senate for 120. <laughs> no, years. no, no questions or anything wasn't like that. The, well, here's a question. Andrew says, wasn't the Billingdon Club born out of the older Hellfire Club in England and Ireland? I don't know. Was oh, it? Was it? I'm not sure. Was it? Let me let me have a quick look. Do some research. Do some research, man. <laughs> Find out if there's lizard uh, yeah. people involved. <laughs> the Hellfire Club. Is the Hellfire Club real or was it just a like, Hammer Horror movie thing? I, I think it was a real club. Um, let me just check. Boom, 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 boom. Well, they're from different time periods. The Hellfire Club existed in, 18th, in the 18th century, uh, whilst the Bullingdon Club is 1780. Um, and they both cultivated a, a reputation for vice and scandalous behaviour. Uh-huh. The Hellfire Club was known for indulgent debauchery, while the Bullingdon Club gained notoriety for destructive riots and vandalism. Power and wealth were prerequisites to join both clubs. Political influence went hand-in-hand with membership. Hellfire Club members included aristocrats and politicians. Bullingdon Club members came from wealthy landed families. Both used pseudonyms and secret rituals. Hellfire Club members took on mock religious names like Satan, Beelzebub. Um, Bullingdon members called each other by numbers like number one, number two during their rituals. However, the Hellfire Club had more of an anti-Christian stance with blasphemous ceremonies and hedonistic values. The Bullingdon Club lacked this spiritual-slash-occult orientation. Their focus was more on boisterous revelry and displays of excess. Historically, the two clubs reflected the privileged but unruly behaviour of English elites. Overall, the values of hedonism, vice, power, and power bind the Hellfire and Bullingdon Clubs across the centuries. So, yeah. Both a bunch of rich douchebags, pretty much. Okay. Um, right. Okay. I think that pretty much does us then for the evening. Um, cool. I'd like to thank it's you for. I hope people have enjoyed it. An interesting rabbit hole, Ed. Thank you very much. I've enjoyed it. I hope you have people. Thank you for there. hosting me, as always. Oh, it's been our pleasure. Um, 
and we will put the poll up so you can decide what you're going to be watching in two weeks time on Thursday we'll have an extra carrots and we'll decide what that's going to be very close to the event itself because it's usually something I just bring up off the top of my head or something like that and do I thought the morning lists were fun yeah, yeah. Well, I actually, I didn't discover them until the morning, and I thought, oh, there's stuff in there. So I spent a couple hours on it, and yeah, it was okay. Um, but we'll we'll see what we can dig up for Thursday. Something that's not on, you know, something that's not terribly obvious, but something that we can dig into. So with that, um, thanks again, Ed. Thank you, people of the interwebs. Thank you, citizens of Veridora. Um, thank you, members of the channel. Which we have three, just to clarify, we have Bex, Amy, and Shalini. Um, that's the only three members we have on the channel. So um, Ben had a chat with someone earlier on, but they don't appear to be paying into our channel, which is unfortunate. Um, but uh, as I said, as Ben said, contact me on Twitter and I'll um, see, if, see what's happening. But I don't know where the money's going because it's not coming here. <laughs> So I will bust my gut to make sure it does. <laughs> and with that, anything you want to say, Ed? No, just thanks for joining us and look forward to talking to you next week. So thank you again and good night. It's been great for you. Because I don't give a fuck what you say. Yeah, I'm going to do shit my way. So you can go kick rocks, I'ma stack bricks up, build what I want to make Yo, I got a lot of shit to say, so I'ma do this every day I'll be writing things until I'm fucking buried in my grave Six feet deep, wonder, but my body won't decay Cause my messages are timeless, so they'll put them on display Oh yeah, I rap with a certainty, I have a sense of urgency A message for eternity, for everyone internally I had some people burden me, but now they fucking learn to see I ain't the one to fuck with, now they looking nervously And I don't really care what you think of me respectfully You can kick rocks if you think you're fucking better, see, I will outwork you, turn you to an enemy. Hurt you so bad that you're gonna need some therapy. I got the motherfucking recipe. I've been cooking up hits, I'ma leave a legacy. You'll be looking small when you're standing right next to me. I'm 5'10, bitch, but I'm 10 feet. Cause next I don't give a fuck what you say. Yeah, I'ma do shit my way. So you can go kick rocks, I'ma stack bricks up, build what I want to make. Cause I don't give a fuck what you say. I'ma do shit my way So you can go kick rocks I'ma stack breaks up Build what I want to make Yeah, I'ma do it my way Shit my way So you can go kick rocks I'ma stack bricks up